0: Transient Mic. Write. Record. Preserve. Rolling. Transient
1: Mic. Transient
0: Mic. Transient Mic. Transient Mic. Transient
1: Transient Transient Mic. Four Tricks. You have your own spin on things, but like you're able to keep it, you're, you're able to stay true to the roots, yeah, right? Yeah, I appreciate right? that, man. It, but also make it your yeah. own. Yeah. It's like cooking, you know? I mean, you know, <laughs> we all have the same <laughs> onions. You know, we all have the same potatoes, but everybody does a little different, right? Some people you like they're cooking, and some people you're not that fond of it. I, I think that, especially with the way Salah Road is, and with Brendan and Jared and myself. I think that they're original people, and they kind of do their own thing anyway. So no matter what we'd bring to the table, it would be what we'd kind of do together. You know? And that's the cool thing about bands, is you got you got a, a, a bunch of people come together to make one
2: thing. Well, she always seemed to find me. Yes, I'm in mean, now, that's how we're supposed to be.
0: Silo Road continues down the path where folks like Doug Somm, Waylon Jennings, and Leon Russell left off. Today we talk to Billy Broom and tap into his extensive knowledge of the musical roots that run deep in the Austin scene. Welcome again to another edition of the four-track series. We're just having fun in Austin. We're going all around doing some things uh, and we happened to be at the white horse and that's when we saw armadillo road which we had a podcast and there was another band that came on after that that was just so good we said okay we gotta we gotta do another podcast and then these guys silo road billy broom welcome to the studio
1: well thanks for having Woo! me Dave. i appreciate it brother.
0: Yeah, man. It's something that, you know, we didn't expect. That's what we're doing as a non profit is to go out there and see the shows, right? And we knew about Armadillo Road and we said, okay, let's go check it out. And you guys Performed and that was great, and you got, and the two of you perform what you're calling like the Crossroads show,
1: yeah right? Tell us about what you do at the White Horse. So we've been doing it for a while. I think we're over two years now. um It's been Armadillo Road comes on at ten, and we come on at eleven. I guess Armadillo Road comes on at nine. I'm sorry, we come on at eleven, and it's kind of funny because it's pretty much something that TJ and I had talked about years ago. We we talked about finding some kind of venue and just you know. Promoting it as the crossroads or something, you know, and out of nowhere, I, we got an email from the White Horse a couple of years ago saying, hey, would you be interested in doing a Sunday residency for a month? Like, yeah, and we get there and Armadillo Road's there. Like, well, wow, this is exactly what we, we've already predicted this, TJ. I mean, we talked about this more than once. TJ and I, I met TJ and Jeremy both at, uh, Doug Moreland used to have a songwriting thing out at his place, out in Manchak, Texas. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of good songwriters that, that are currently out there. Uh, a lot of us South guys kind of ended up there. You know, if you knew somebody who wrote songs, they said, hey, go out to Doug's on Tuesday night. It was like, Tuesday night, just like mm, tonight. Okay. You go to Doug's on Tuesday night, sit around a campfire, and there would be, every week they would come up with some word that you'd have to write off of. So, you know, a lot of the songs that I have were prompts from Doug's, and I'm sure a lot of the a lot songs... That's cool. Yeah, you know, Mike and the Moon Pies, they used to come out there. You know, all those, TJ with Armadillo Road, there were so many different... Rance May, there's so many different people who used to come out there and uh, just sit around the campfire and play our And, song. you
0: know, that's funny, Jeremy and and I we do that, too, just sitting around the the campfire and... You know, you, it's story and song. It's a, tra- a tradition that we continue to. Yeah, it's a good vibe, and it's like uh, fire season right now, right? I know, right? Fire season. It's <laughs> just the
1: time to do it for sure. You know,
0: so uh, you grew up in Northeast Texas, Bonham, Texas. What I was did. that like, man? Man,
1: Bonham was a. Uh... You started out playing music. I was a bass player. Bass player. Started out as a bass player. Uh, I mean, I started out as a drummer because my grandfather was a drummer, uh, as we as we talked about earlier, but. Really, if I had to say, man, you're what was your first band? What did you play in a band? It would be bass because I was a worst guitar player. Yeah, always. <laughs> but I love the bass. I think it's a, one of the most important instruments of the band. I think that uh, it can make or break a band big time. Um, and I was always, uh, I always enjoy different beats and textures, and, and that's kind of what the bass does. He's kind of like the guy, the bridge between. Percussion and string, you know, and he's Mm -hmm. very important. And you know, B is a great Brendan. You know, with Salo Road, he's perfect. That you know, he definitely fits that role of a good bass player. You know, I do a lot of solo stuff too, just to see how they see see how strong they are before I would even bring them to those guys. But those guys, if they, you give those guys anything, they can handle, and it all stand up pretty.
0: pretty And and that's what you're doing now. You do uh, you do another. Like a workshop residency at the Hole in the Wall. I've done you,
1: that longer than that White Horse. Yeah, I had yeah. the Hole in the Wall for Greg. We're working on almost five years now, I think. So four or five years now. So cool. it's been, I love that one. That's the one, you know, that's the one where you get your stuff and you get it figured out and you take it to the guys and then they. Well, you know, here's one thing that I that turn I, it into something.
0: You know, you're over at the Hole in the Wall. The one, the one thing that I impressed me the most, or I mean, the first impression that I get from you is that you know uh, your Austin history in terms oh, of music and so I mean you're talking about Threadgill's I mean, oh, yeah. you're over you know White Horse which is just fast becoming an institution for honky tonk and you you play at the hole in the wall like i said uh, uh Antones record store uh, uh, i mean it's just everywhere so you you're you're steeped in the history and that's like tied to tell us about the show you did at Threadgill's cuz that was
1: so in uh 1972 uh there was a show at armadale World Headquarters that had uh Jerry Garcia leon russell and um doug som all on stage together i'm uh, with a few other uh, phil esch played bass sweet mary uh played fiddle uh benny thurman also played th- fiddle which was the original bass player for the 13th floor elevator mm-hmm. uh but he was a fiddle player at that time um and a few other people there's different drummers that, that had stepped in um I can't remember the bands that they were with, but there were different drummers that, that, that played drums during that night. But they all just kind of got together and did a jam for Thanksgiving night. And it was just a real quick thing. Like Doug had said something from what uh, I was reading, the uh, Armadillo history book that Eddie had written, that you know Doug had just said, Hey, I, I'm Jerry's in town, Leon's in town, let's just kind of get together and jam. Damn. So they did. It. And this just kind of impromptu happens. You know, and it's a night of just pretty much pretty straightforward uh, country songs, traditional country songs. There's some, you know, there's fiddles in there, so you know you're gonna have some uh, Texas swing going on, blues, heavy blues, because Doug's a blue, Doug was a blues player, you know, um, and you got Leon Russell and Doug there. But the interesting thing about that night is Jerry Garcia's not even playing guitar. I think he picked up the guitar maybe twice. He's playing pedal steel the whole night. So. Wow. So he's playing pedal steel, Doug's leading the band, uh, Leon's playing piano, and from what I've read, this is this night actually is the night where Willie kind of gets the idea of Willie's family band with his sister on piano, Leon's on piano, and he kind of gets this idea of, hey, you know, I can kind of take this rock and roll stuff and it's working pretty well in here. These people are kind of digging it, you know? (laughs) I can become the greatest of all time, and he did. And and that's like
0: one of the moments in Austin history. Yeah, I mean, for real. I mean, look, Michael Dell was up in some dorm room putting some computers (laughs) together. That was years later.
1: Well, who even knows?
0: But we have these moments in Austin history that are tied to a location, tied to a sound, tied to a moment in our time. Yeah, a vibe.
1: Well, surely it had to have put Austin on the map, Musically, I mean you have Leon Russell, you know, at the time this this is happening, Leon Russell has a number one album out in America. Carney's come out and it's number one. So the number one album in America guy is on stage with Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead and Doug Somm, who's, I mean, he's, you know, he's Doug Somm.
0: He's, he's here and there at the same the time. Greatest he's of cosmic. Them all, he was cosmic. He's
1: it. He is.
0: Okay, well, you know, it's time to listen to some songs, man. I think, uh, you know, let's, let's share with the listeners what, what you got going on with Silo Road. Set Me Up is a, a song that we're going to feature here off of
1: Volume 1, your first LP. What, what do you got to say about that one? Set Me Up is a song about love with, a bunch of different angles of life. It's basically about this this guy that is so in love with this girl that it's almost like a drug. And everywhere he goes, he's trying. She you know she disappears. He he follows her for a little while, and then he's like, "Oh no, man, I got to get away from her." And then she follows him for a little while. And, okay,
0: that's that's touching. You know, some point. So, well, so let's get into it, and then we'll talk more yeah. about that. But set me up you're, right, you're here. Speaking to me right here. Yeah, <laughs> set me up off of volume one. Hit
1: it i
2: spring did 99 I followed her around like a junkie till that well finally went dry uh-huh. trying to lose her in Milwaukee with the hair of cheap old. Why well, she always seemed to find me, yes I'm in mean, now, that's how we supposed to be. Darling, help me if you please. And say I'm down, on will the knee. The pain it hurts for deep inside. Set me up one more time.
0: set me up that's a good one it, it's got that Whalen kind of yeah, drive to it's it. it's
1: kind of like uh it's you know i'm from the area where uh buck owens is from you know buck owens was born in north is born in denison actually he was born outside of denison uh but so then he, mo- he moved to california
0: right? pretty quickly
1: pretty yeah. quickly after he was born so but you know he was one of those guys that that even though i didn't want to be in the country you know Something about what Buck Owens was doing isn't country, no, man. That, it's too cool. To well, that's that Bakersfield back. sound. It's so cool. It's yeah. so... You know, country... What I'd say cool, too cool to be country because there was a time where I was, like, definitely pushing against country as a kid, you know. I think everybody does because everybody that I listened to or was around was listening to old, old country that mm-hmm. I probably, at the time, didn't really identify with so but buck owens you know was one of those where i was like man this is he's on hee haw too and he's mm-hmm. playing a red white and blue guitar this dude is cool <laughs> this is the coolest of them all you know yeah yeah and, this, and the music's really good so it's kind of got that feel i think too um i probably was listening to a lot of buck owens at the time and a lot of waylon i'm sure i'm always listening to a lot of waylon and buck so
0: well you know that the, the, the and there's that, I've been listening to this uh, podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestone, oh, Stuff. And he talks about Bakersfield and yeah. how, how they kind of, you know. It, it's part Texas, it's part this, part that, and then it goes to Vegas and does all kinds of stuff and comes comes back to us in the in form of a honky-tonk that's got the, like we said, we t- it's tied to the Waylon song, it's, it's the sound of Waylon, the sound of this, the sound of that. So so it's really cool, man, how you guys are embracing that sound and, and owning it again in a way that, you know, we need to hear you know, back in Texas. I mean, tell us about the scene, in your opinion. I know TJ... Oh, I love
1: it, man. I love it. I love all the dancing. I love the, you know... There's so many different styles going on. Uh, Everybody, you know, so many great players, you know? I mean, there's... You go... Pretty much Austin, though. You could go anywhere in Austin and pretty much find some of the greatest players you'll ever find, you know, and and get to listen to some really amazing people. And the White Horse is just like that. You know, you go in and you'll... Every band is different and every band is... Got its own style of honky tonk, which is but at, cool.
0: at its, it's a, essence, it's kind of a real um, cosmic thing. Oh, that's bringing totally. everybody together. I mean, there was and back in that day, it was weed mixed oh, with jamming, which with mixed with country, with, yeah,
1: with a bunch of Lone Star. <laughs> you well, know, mixed in with a bunch of Lone Stars, as much Lone Stars you can get down, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, that's still here. You know, this is a Bohemian town. This is a te- this is a Bohemian town of Texas. I mean, this is. This town has always been an art town it's always had it it still does it just does it, it draws that something about it i don't know what it is uh i'm happy it does because i really like it here and i'm glad it kind of drew me down uh and that was like you said from just from reading all that stuff you know one of the first concerts going back to that threadgills concert one of the first ones i've ever. Heard bootleg was a buddy of mine had that concert stuck in his tape deck and we kept listening to it over and that is over crazy. and over again. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was until one day I was like, <laughs> "What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, this is one that my uncle's brother." I know, some crazy story of how I got. He ended up with this tape, but he's like, uh, and "I can't get it on my tape player. It's been warped, it's warped or something." So I like it, and we just kept listening to it on repeat. You know? <laughs> That's great. Well, let's get into some of the new stuff. You have a new album out,
0: Signal Hill, the LP, and uh, this is this is a good song that I think I, let's set it up a little bit, unless I forget. Mm-hmm. And again, they're kind of tied into each other thematically, but I can you can see that there's a honky tonk sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This one I wrote with my buddy Lucas Hudgens, um, and I would highly recommend checking him out. Lucas Hudgens and the First Cousins—they're it's great stuff. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, really good music really good singer and he's a great songwriter too so and we're just buddies so we're all you know you're sitting around with a guitar sooner or later you're gonna write some songs together if you've got a couple songwriters together and they can tolerate each other long enough to you know sit around with the guitar yeah. so and then you know lucas and i are really good buddies so it's just one night i think we we're just sitting around and he kept saying that well unless i forget and i was like <laughs> I know it was a bet, is what it was. I remember now. We were, so we were sitting in a bar with Lou Card, Lucas, and myself, and Luke, Lucas kept saying, Unless I Forget, and it would be another thing. And he said, Well, but unless I forget, and so on and so forth. And uh, Lou Card goes, Well, I tell you what, we should write a song called Unless I The first one who can write a song that has Unless I Forget in it wins. Yeah. And so, and I was like, Okay, well, but here's the deal. If somebody writes it, you still have to finish the song. In other words, like you can't quit once it's written. Like the winner, everybody's still got to write a song. Well, I wrote the song and nobody else finished it. <laughs> so, and, so that's what ended up on the album. That's what ended up on the album, man. All
0: right, well, let's, let's, let's roll on that unless I forget.
2: Well, i I've, I've wanted and a few with only one night's you, It all seems different. Nothing provoke or compare. How oh, the jukebox brings other memories and a beer cleanses the pain. Sip after the sip on his boss till i sit. Doing my best to maintain. Unless I forget. Oh, you never can tell. Cause when it comes to the past I try not to dwell I know that I put my thoughts My own personal and way Unless I forget We're not together anymore. So I'll do my best to try to erase what's left of move on start anew. Sip after sip on this boss till I'll sit. Thinking of nothing but you. Unless I forget. Oh, you never can tell. Cause when it comes to the past. I'm trying not to dwell I know that I have about
0: So we're back, unless I forget. There's a, there's a lot of good things happening with with like I said the scene and tell us what you where you see Silo Road going with that. You guys doing some touring, right? You were up. up we just north. got
1: back. We just got back. We went to uh, uh, Illinois, um, Tennessee, Mississippi, and then back into Texas. We're gonna start doing. Yeah, we've got some stuff set up for uh, starting next year, um, and then you know probably start thinking about recording something else. I'm always trying to get. Something recorded, you know, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Try to get as much stuff, you know, locked down and set up for the next album. But we still have a little, you know. This is just release. Signal Hill's doing really good right now. Uh, we've been getting you know, really good feedback with it. and Are you able to do this full time? Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's a lot of hard... stuff I do. You know, it's like I don't do the whole necessarily get up and go to work stuff, but I'm doing lots of stuff. You know, it's kind of like it's a musician is a hustler, too. You know, you got to do a lot of stuff. You got to be able to be, uh, you got to be versatile.
0: You know? And what you were doing before this, it was kind of cool because you were geeking out with Jeremy earlier about some of the electronic stuff. But you, yeah. you tinker with that stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: kind of what I do. I'm kind of like one of those guys who likes tinkering with the, uh, electronics and fixing just – just fixing stuff. I'm, I end up fixing just about anything.
0: Well, let's that segues into something that I wanted to share with the, the listeners. Is, I mean, you were talking about – and we had Chris DeVore, who's a good friend of ours. And uh, he talks about it too, but the, how, sort of in your life, you found it that you had to kind of be sobered to, to make it all kind of. Happening. Oh, for
1: sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, totally. You know, I, there, like I was telling, you, there was a ten year span where I didn't pretty. I didn't touch a guitar. If I did, it was twenty minutes, rarely kind of deal. And then I just kind of got to where I I noticed that I was drinking like a lot and finally just was like I'm done I'm not doing this anymore and it was amazing because it was like the 10 years had a whole bunch of songs just kind of like it was like I was backed up or something because I just kept writing and writing and writing and and playing guitar and you know kind of doing like a guitar boot camp where we would just play hours just to get back into shape kind of deal because I hadn't played in so long but you know I think that I, I, for me, I can't do both. I don't think I can do music and alcohol. I just don't think I can. It's not my thing. Other people can, but that ain't me, you know?
0: And, and the one thing you shared with us, but it's also not you to go out there and say, I
1: haven't drank in 10
0: years. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just more like... It's yeah, just, I don't. I don't, You accept it. and you, Yeah, and you,
1: man, you'd be yourself, you know? You, everybody's got their own thing they got to take care of. I got enough problems taking care of me, you know? I don't need to worry about nobody else. I don't. I really don't. That's That's... <laughs> that'd take a lot of time you know it'd take a sure sure take a lot of time so yeah and i don't ever that's I, i've never thought that that was a very I, I never thought that that was a good way to ever get anybody to stop doing anything is to kind of you know uh guilt them or you know kind of make them feel like they have to or, that's not gonna work it's just and my what i've done might might or might not help somebody but I'm sure not going to be going out around going, you know, I'm better than you because I haven't. It's, it's silly.
0: Yeah, know? I silly get silly. it, man. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the fact that you're able to, you have a family, you have a wife, you mm-hmm. have your children, and you're, you're still writing. What is that like to be, you know, the hours that you keep and songwriting. songwriting? I mean, it's different.
1: Not a lot of sleep, but I think once you have kids, you've already given that up. Once you have kids, man, <laughs> you... That's a, that's what you ride off to sleep. You don't get sleep no more. So get as much as you can before the children. And if you got a child on the way, get as much sleep as you can. Trust me. So I've never been in. You know, the hospitals. Working in the hospitals, kind of it, amazingly enough, I had some weird shifts. You know, mm-hmm. the hospital gives makes for some weird shifts. So I would work <laughs> some days, and I'd work some nights, and yeah. it, it, you never could tell what the what the schedule would be like. So that helps a lot in the in the music industry i'll tell you because you could be you know one day playing a day show the next day staying up late at night i mean you and, know and
0: and you can squeeze a cat nap in or whatever you, you got to do to make what it you work you can do
1: lots of coffee I yeah. think coffee. I think everybody does that, well, right?
0: Y- well, yerba about mate is yeah, sort of the yeah. thing that everybody's doing here in Austin yeah. Well, cool, man. i really been a good time hanging with you today. Yeah. And you know, there's always so much to do around here, but I, I really encourage people to go be a part of the honky tonk sing because it's a rebirth of a sound that we, you know, I, I personally like Urban Urban Cowboy and all these songs from yeah. the 70s. You know, you're mixing the the classics with the modern and and having fun with it. So you know, I inc- I just love it. So
1: I appreciate that very much. I appreciate you having me. Uh, I lo- I've enjoyed hanging out here too, man. It's been it's been a heck of a lot of fun. On the on the same note of what David was saying, when when we were playing your songs back, you know, before the interview, the first song, you know, kind of stood out. And was just like, oh, we gotta we gotta feature this, right? Yeah. And then the next one, or I think the the, the probably the third one, was I was like. This is a classic-ass country song. I, th- I think I said it in those words, too. Like, this is a fucking classic-ass country song. Right? Right? And and um, it uh, it encapsulates. Like, you, you have your own spin on things, but, like, you're able to keep it. You're, you're able to stay true to the roots, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I appreciate right? that, man. It, but also make it your own. Yeah. You know?
0: Which is which segue is to what we're saying. Like, what is, what is the identity of Silo Road as a band? Because you do have to fit in there, you know? And I don't know if you thought about it much. I but don't know that I have. You have, you have to you be know? a cut up, you know, because you know. some like, a, what is it, Greta Vlam, Van Fleet, they're doing a, yeah, the, yeah, Z- like a Led Zeppelin yeah. sound. So how do you make something original out of something that's been I think that you,
1: you know, I think that you, it's like cooking, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, we all have the same onions.
2: You know, we all have the same potatoes, but everybody does a little different, right?
1: Some people, you like their cooking, and some people, you're not that fond of it. You'd be nice, and you don't tell them to their face, but you sure might talk about them afterwards or something. Anyhow, no, I think it's – I think that, especially with the way Salah Road is and with Brendan and Jared uh, and myself – and then the other guys too but especially with those the the, the core that's they, been together since the third since tw- 2013 or 2013 um i think that they're original people and they kind of do their own thing anyway so no matter what we would bring to the table it would be what we kind of do together you know and that's the cool thing about bands is you got you got a, a, a bunch of people come together to make one thing you know and so I think it, no matter what the song is or no matter what we do, even if we did it, it would be our way of doing it anyway. You know, that's just kind of how we've always approached either covers or Originals. No, that's
0: great, dude. I love what you're doing. So we want to thank you again for joining us on a rainy night with some boombox neighbors next to us. You know, oh man, he's we're, killing too. We're like in the north side of Austin. You know, we can't give you the exact address. It's a secret no, location. Under do
1: that. Don't
0: do that. <laughs> but uh,
1: the last time you did, you had to move, didn't you? You <laughs> yeah, can't do that. Exactly. You can't do that. Man, Billy, thanks for joining us. Silo Road, we, we love you guys, man. Keep keep it up. Well, thank you very much for having me, man. I really have had a blast. It's been a really good time, and I can't wait to hear it. Okay, well, I got a plan. Let's go have a beer. I, 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 I'll walk with you. you <laughs> I'll
0: get some Did you guys see I was a test? You passed. Some off the that was, you passed a test. <laughs> All right. Later, y'all. Peace out. The song Set Me Up was written by Billy Broom, and Less I Forget was written by Billy Broom and Lucas Hudgens. The songs were recorded live at the White Horse in Austin, Texas, and performed by Silo Road. Live audio engineer James Fitzsimmons. Audio engineering, mixing and editing by Jeremy Fowler. Special thanks to the White Horse for this on location recording. Transient Mike is a 501c3 nonprofit organization devoted to the preservation of music and sound. Help support our mission by going to transientmike.org slash donate. If you would like to be a sponsor, contact us at infotransientmike.org. The Four Track series is a production of Transient Mike. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening.
2: Beleza, Buggy?